You're listening to The Sauropod, and I'm Shushma Naik. And I'm Catherine Sherlock. And I'm Justin Zeppa. And this is The Snooze. This is The Snooze. Sauropod News. And now, here's the latest from yesterday. Reporting to you live from a bunch of apartments slash kitchens slash lounges sofas uh, from somewhere in the middle of the Atlantic. This is Sauropod News. We now send you over to our snooze desk and Justin Zephyr. Thank you, Catherine Sherlock. You are way across town. That's not true. You're down the block, but we are. It's true. <laughs> we are re- re- recording live on recording from various locations. It's the first time using technology that we are snoozing it tonight uh what's up sherlock how you doing yeah i'm good thank you great wonderful yes surviving yeah exactly you are you are there we are quarantined you know a gentle soft quarantine where you can go do your essentials but mostly just keep away right that's kind of the the deal that we have going on here and we are also yeah we're also joined by of course trishma nike trishma what's up What's up, Snooze crew? It's been a while. It's I've been you guys. It's been uh, a long time. It's, it's taken a, a long time. A long time to put this together. Oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> Sorry. Is everything well, okay? Yes, that's Is what that you your heart beeping there? Your heart monitor. I'm cooking. I'm cooking chili. <laughs> oh, <I love> <laughs> Catherine's this got chili on the stove. At its best. <laughs> not Sherlock. Not every woman can. Not every person even can run a podcast and also cook chili on the stove. It's almost done. Almost done. I need to just try it, man. It's the very definition of having it all, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, loves it. Uh, So, yeah, using the power of technology and apparently every cable and wire we have in my house, I can't even describe to you the nest. I'm ensconced. I can't leave this seat here. I'm going from the the living room this evening in my special chair, my big boy chair, and I'm surrounded by all these cables and I can't move because I'm going to knock something over. And all of this equipment, as we all know, is priceless. So we don't want that to happen. Meanwhile, Shrishma... As you know, like we've all been adapting to this life away from, you know, the social scene and the the workplace and everything. And you found some interesting ways to adapt your life to your new home-based lifestyle. What what have you been up to over there? I have. You know what? I must say, um, it's brought a lot of perspective <laughs> to me in that, um, for the most part, I must say my life hasn't changed that much because... Um, you know, staying at home and chilling has become like, you know, one of the keys, key ways, uh, key things that I do to entertain myself. You're a stone cold chiller, no doubt about right. it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of given me more opportunity to do so, uh, continue these chilling ways. Um, <laughs> but, but the problem is now I have to work at home at the same time. Sorry. Um, Sorry yeah, that. that's you a know? problem. <laughs> that is a problem. Oh my gosh. So now I have to balance the, the chill with the work, um, very intricately. 
and um i think the first week was pretty disastrous <laughs> oh no <laughs> you think you brought the company backwards yeah. actually <laughs> i mean the first week was pretty like the productivity productivity was pretty low cuz uh i may have chilled like the the balance was much way over at the chill level so all of your um, timelines were at a really chill pace like guys yeah, like, like we'll sometime in, in the next 6 months let's get this together let's get move right? this from yellow to green everybody <laughs> There's a lot of mapping going on. A lot of mapping. <laughs> You've got that budgeted into your timelines and, right? and spreadsheets and, and all whatnot. these things. Yeah, you um, pivot tables. <laughs> you gotta, and then, <laughs> and then uh, but you kind of have to sit sit with it, don't you? And just let it kind of stew yeah. and think about and a lot of thinking of about things. On. I yeah. love this pace yeah, of yeah, life, yeah. though. I love I right. love that pace, though. Maybe the, do you feel like how's the quality of the work <laughs> is the real question. Well, okay. So the quality, okay. So after week one, week two went heavy on the work side because you had to make up for the one week of chilling that you yeah, just did. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. I'm sorry to so hear. So then, then it swung the other way, or swung the other way. This is when you were working night and day. Like there were yeah. no boundaries. <laughs> boundaries were no. blurring. And then, and then I even moved the bed to the living room. I told you this is what I wanted it. to get to. Explain your can, for the folks at home. What have you done? What did you do? <laughs> so after week one, I had this bright idea that, you know, why, why that extra two or one and a half minute walk from my room to the, uh, the table in the taxi. <laughs> you're, and you're out for maximum efficiency at this point. Right? Yeah, you got to run a and tight ship. And mind you, for, for those at home, I live in a, in a studio apartment. It's a one-bedroom studio. Um, mm-hmm. Yet somehow I convinced myself that this one-minute walk was too much for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I dragged the, the bed or the mattress into the living room. So now the table and the mattress were within three walking steps of each other Great. um and then that's where i achieved uh no break of work i was constantly just working um you were waking up checking your inbox yeah all of that dozing off um, there was a point where i took my laptop to the bed so i didn't even make it to the table for <laughs> oh. a couple of days. <laughs> okay so that's that's good to know that you that you've designated the table as like i'm at work now this is my right. Right. My little hot desk here. Hot desk. And, yeah. uh, so. Okay, that's good. So you're not, you're not now, just bedridden. You're not. No, no. Okay. No. Cause. So now, now we've evolved. We've grown. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, separation has been maintained. Um, I take that one minute walk every morning to the table. <laughs> the one minute. The whole minute. <laughs> wow. <laughs> But the bed is um, still in the living room, no, right? No, no, no. Now the no. So the bed moved back to the bedroom. Oh, good I, for you. I, I called. I called quits. I was like, "This is this is not happening." Like, this this little uh, experiment worked. Uh, it was amazing, but let's be a grown up about this. <laughs> I think that's a smart call. I think that was a good call. So now I think I've established. Um, a good uh, living room bedroom balance where time is spent equally among the two. <laughs> okay. And what was happening with the former bedroom when the bed was in the living room? Did was it full walk-in closet at that point or oh, was it just it was a place? A full walk-in. It was a full walk-in closet 
But the only clothes I was wearing were like pajamas. Okay. So you're not even going over there. Like it's just like a a lost room. You could have sublet that room if you needed to. I could have. It became like a mini dance studio for a while where, you know, (laughs) some nice, some in Mm -hmm. the dark, uh, you know, ragers were happening. (laughs) Well, because this is a thing that we're all dealing with is uh, avoiding becoming, uh, growing roots into whatever furniture we we rest our asses on, right? Like (laughs) you got to get out and about. So. Yeah, Catherine, yeah. I know you're taking walks all over the place. I see the photos on the social uh-huh. media, the gorgeous. Uh, where have you placed your bed at this point in your life? Is it a bathtub or kitchen area? Like where, where have you, where do you fall asleep? Or are you, have you kept things compartmentalized? Everything is compartmentalized. Okay. Everything is as it was. I would, all right. I would expect <laughs> nothing less from you. Um, how, how have you been spending your time though, Catherine? What's your, uh, wh- what's your work from home situ- situation? How are you balancing it all? Well, I kind of do a bit of work, uh, and then get really bored. Uh, and then I have to go and do something around the house. So actually I'm getting a lot of chores done. Things that, you know, I can't be bothered to do during the day or uh, in the evening or whatever, normally, Mm -hmm. or at the weekend. So, yeah, yeah, it's kind of, it's been okay. I would say, yeah, it's been hard adapting to the productivity, but I don't know whether that's actually just psychological because there is nothing to distract me from sitting in front of the computer. Whereas normally I have lots of conversations. Sure. And so usually about work, but I wouldn't necessarily get like, uh, things done. So I think probably getting stuff done is the same productivity. It just feels lower because it's just a bit there, there's no distraction there's no one i can talk to there's okay. nobody sitting next to me right right you know there's there's no random conversations are, um are you finding that those are uh moving into the world of skype or whatever like are you getting more bubbles pop up in, at the bottom of your screen or more phone calls yeah uh, i think that's the other thing um if you're having like a an instant messenger uh, conversation, that just takes so long to achieve that conversation. Yeah, sure. You know, I, I I've literally been typing for an hour, and it's just. <sighs> I should we should have just picked up the bloody phone. You know, we yeah. should have just talked. <laughs> yeah, um, I think we're all we're all like uh, discovering all the functionalities of Skype and teams right. and you right. know teams, all, this, yeah. all this technology zoom and um, all this yeah do you uh so let me ask you we've been doing this for a few weeks now i mean for at this house we've been doing this for almost a month straight uh, yeah yeah how yeah. how are you feeling like do you want to go back i can't imagine <laughs> wanting to go back at this point it's like i'm, I'm waking up I'm doing what I want to do. I'm wearing, you know, uh, sweatpants if I want to, or no pants if I want to, because I'm working from home, right? Uh, why would I ever want to go back to this place where people are distracting me and uh, there's all this uh, drama? I know you guys are laden with work drama. And uh, I mean, can you conceive of yourself going back to a normal life? Or has this pestilence changed everything? Uh, I am desperate to go back. Oh, okay. I mean, all right. Just. I, I'm really not. In some ways, it's nice, but I, uh, I I realize the thing that 
like work alive for me was the people and talking yeah. to people and solving Aww. helping to solve problems yeah. it's the friends and I we make along the way enough of that come my way if i'm literally yeah. just sitting there having to create another fecking spreadsheet about <laughs> something that yeah. <laughs> i'm really not feeling yeah um Whereas normally I'm kind of someone people come to with problems and be like, yeah. help me with this. Yeah. Uh, and I just don't, I'm just not getting that. Okay. And, yeah. yeah. You need a little uh, teamwork is what you need. Yeah. In your life. Yeah. Yeah. I mm. think um, slowly we've learned the value of like human connection, but also like how much we take our coworkers or our workplace for granted. Like we spend so much time bitching and moaning about having to go to work. Mm. Um, but I think three weeks or nearly four weeks now away from that place. Um, I can't wait to go back. Like, I don't know <laughs> if you guys hear me complaining about coming to work. Just, just say, remember Shishman, we, we couldn't go for like a month and a half. I'm going to set a timer weeks. on how long it takes before <laughs> how long the bloom takes. is off the rose. Exactly. But I do want to say one thing. There's one person that I miss the most, uh, in this whole time. And that's chef Ingo of Alvotech. Oh, <laughs> at your local cafeteria? You miss the Dude, good, you miss I'm, Fish yeah, Tuesdays or dude, whatever? That, He's, that is I'm, an effort. Oh my yeah. God. Like feeding myself every day? Yeah, massive effort. Oof. Yeah, okay. But I, I'm discovering my, my cooking skills again. Yeah, they're, they're coming way true. back. Honestly, I've had some restaurant quality lunches that I've cooked myself. <laughs> really? Okay. Oh well, my God, yeah. <laughs> So so what yeah, are you what I are you doing? Like, you, you getting some brioche, some uh what? Oh shit, I don't know what I did then. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm getting all the cookbooks out, right? Yeah. Persian kitchen. Oh, the Persian oh, right. mm. oh yeah. Uh, made some absolutely delicious things out of that. Uh made a risotto. Lovely. Uh, chili tonight, yeah. Yeah, how's the chili uh, by the way? Next question, how's the chili? How's it look? It needs to it needs to cook down a little more, and then once once it's got rid of a little liquid, I'll then do the final okay. addition of like spices and salt and so on. What's your what's what's your secret ingredient ingredient aside from you know a dash of love, of course? But like, do you do a little brown sugar in there or something like that? Like, what do you do? I will probably put a little sugar in there. Mm -hmm. um, it has uh, some green chilies that my brother grew. In Tulse Hill in London. Delightful. Uh, wow. My, <laughs> my mum and dad bought over last September when they came, and I just chopped up and put them in the freezer. So they're a really, really good flavor. Time to get um, into that. Time to go into the, the, the storage, right? Time to break into all the supplies that you've hmm, accrued over the years yeah, and take exactly. advantage. Well, I, have, I have all of these things, and I yeah. have not been using them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, will, I, th I would say cumin. Cumin is something that mm. you possibly wouldn't think to put into a chili, but that's, it's always good. Okay, cumin. Okay. Folks at home, write oh. it down. Cumin. Would you recommend that for any dish or just mostly chilies, that kind of thing? I always put it in chili. Okay, great. Um, sorry to really hammer you with the chili questions, but uh, the people need to know. I mean, this is what have you been doing, Justin? Man, I've been watching a lot of television. Uh, yeah. I've been working on some projects. Let's, yeah. you know, make no mistake. I keep busy. I got lots of projects. Right. I'm a man of many projects, not yeah. the ones that make money uh, to help me support <laughs> but a that's lifestyle. Okay. They feed your passion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my passion's fat right now. I've been I've been <laughs> dining out on it. 
but yeah, I've been I've been watching, getting caught up on a lot of television. I've made a list here. If you want to hear of things that I've been checking out, yeah, um, I think we should go into we should go into what's been what's been on your TV, yeah. what's been on the rotation. So I've divided mine into two categories: one for television and one for movies. Right? Okay. So we'll do movies straight straight away. Right? So obviously, right after this really started to you know hit the fan. Uh, they put out the new Star War movie, right? So Rise of Skywalker, um, checked it out again. You know, great for the hundredth time. Yeah, and it's I, I love it. It's great. Uh, Birds of Prey. I'm halfway through. Anybody see this yet? Uh-uh, no, but I heard it's fantastic. I don't know about that yet. I'm not okay. quite there yet. I don't know if I like this character. I'm not sure. I'm not sold on it. Like Suicide Squad was not for me. Didn't care for yeah. it. But I like yeah. her. Like she's in a lot of good things and is is yeah. excellent in them. And I like I love Batman. There's no Batman in these movies. They mm. give me some more Batman is what I'd like to see. Um uh, but I'm gonna stick with it because it's all right. Uh I watched Onward last night. The uh I think it's a Pixar jobber of the two brothers okay. who go on a road trip in search of magic along with the bottom half of their long dead father. That sounds interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. It was, right. it was all right. Yeah. So the, okay. long, the short of it is they, their, their dad died a long time ago. They find some magic and they bring back half of him and they need to bring back the other half, but they need to go find ah, some magical fucking gem or something like that to do it. And so that's what they go do. And meanwhile, they've just got dad's trousers walking around behind them. It's bizarre. But, uh, Check it That's out. Interesting. Yeah, it's all right. Um, okay, is this on your Disney Plus? Or this was not. This was a uh, service. <laughs> yeah, this was from some some place on the internet. Um, okay. You know, some place uh, legally obtained, of course. Um, let's talk television shows. Uh, Tiger yes. King. Is anybody doing Tiger King? No? no. I saw the first episode last night. Okay, and how are you feeling about it? I'm not sure I can ever see any more of it. <laughs> it's challenging for many reasons. <laughs> I watched the first five minutes and stopped. Like, okay. Okay. I wow. <laughs> I beat you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, like, I don't know if I want to watch a whole series about this shit. Well, you didn't, you didn't watch all <laughs> no. of Love is Blind either, did you? You didn't watch all of Love huh? is Blind? Did you watch all of Love is Blind? No. You just skipped around there. <laughs> You missed so much drama. I, I watched the first episode and I skipped to the reunion. <laughs> <laughs> Best way to do it. Only way to do it. Yeah, to be fair, I wish I had. <laughs> um, I've been checking out What We Do in the Shadows. I don't know if you're familiar with this. I've heard about this. The, the series or the film? The series. I've seen the film. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen the series. It's absolutely fucking brilliant. It's got the guy it. who plays Toast, right? The mm. Yeah, yeah, Toast of London. Toast of London, yes. right, that guy. Uh, I've been enjoying uh, what's that. His name? Matt, is it Matt? Uh, I'm not sure. But he's excellent. Yeah. Which what 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 platform is this on? It's a, it's again, this is on um uh, find it find it someplace and get it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. But I would I would recommend I th- I think it's pretty fun. I've also been I've never checked out Curb Your Enthusiasm. Been trying out some of that. Not sure if it will stick, but I'm in, enjoying it okay. It's, yeah. uh, you know, if you like the Seinfeld, it's basically just 
a Costanza show. Maybe a little bit more mean spirited somehow, but okay. it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. Um, Dr. Girlfriend and I have been running through just like the last six months, basically most of the Thursday night NBC lineup. So yeah. we, we've watched in its entirety 30 Rock. Uh, we just finished all nine seasons of The Office, uh, which. Jesus. Yeah, which I, I mean, I've s- seen him, but <laughs> why not watch him again, right? Uh, and it's all right, you know. Wait, so do you guys like The Office here in this? What's our general consensus on The Office? Well, it depends. I mean, like the UK Are office. Are we talking the original or? The original is uh, brilliant, right? The original stands, stands apart as, a, as an important part of comedy, the history of comedy. And which it, I can't physically watch because so I awful. just can't be. I just yeah. have to leave the room because oh, it just kills me. Yeah. Yes. Um, and the, the US one found its feet eventually and was quite good for the first, like, five seasons and then they just decided to keep going for another four seasons and that might have been the mistake and they're they're still okay but the first five are are pretty solid okay um yeah so have you watched it i'm not a big fan i'm not a big fan you might want to i'm not going to push it too hard it's the office like you're into it or not i guess i feel like you either like it or you don't and i'm definitely in the i don't know if i like that show what turns you off honestly i just feel like had they made The Office, like, in today's times, it would have been very inappropriate. I just feel very uncomfortable with some of the scenarios. And maybe it's the comedy that I don't get or I don't appreciate. Mm. But I appreciate a lot of comedy. <laughs> well, yeah, I think yeah. I don't think it's beyond <laughs> it, it, you. <laughs> it always gets me. It, I always just find it unbelievably awkward. And, yeah. 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 What about? But Par- I love Steve Carell. Like I'm a big like Steve mm. Carell fan. He becomes quite um, endearing on that show. He does. Maybe uh, that's what it is. Um, just need to give it some time or something. Maybe, maybe like you start. I don't know, like halfway through season two, because the first six episodes, the first season, uh, not so great. But then they kind of okay. do start doing their own thing, and it gets better. Yeah. I think. Okay. Okay. Um, devs, have you heard of devs? I I saw that one. I'm waiting for the whole thing to come out. It's good. So if you saw Ex Machina, the movie, or Annihilation with Natalie Portman. Uh, the, the guy, okay, the yeah, guy, yeah, both of those. Okay, yeah. yeah. So the guy who direct wrote and directed those wrote and directed hmm. this show, and hmm. it's a real thrill ride, a technological thriller. So I would recommend Ooh. so far, yeah. And beyond that, mm, oh, Westworld! Finally, getting Doctor Girlfriend into Westworld. We just finished season one. Um, you know, watching it the second time, knowing the twist was interesting. For, yeah. the, for that first season anyway of, you know, the man in black, right? Like his true identity, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but Trish, yeah. I know you just ran through all the series, right? So you're caught yeah, up today? So that was, yeah, so that was one of my, uh, what I've been watching is uh, Westworld. Um, and I remember I watched season one uh, when it first came out. And I remember being like, I do not have the brain energy to deal with this shit. <laughs> yeah, it asks a lot. <laughs> It does. Um, and so then I never, like, when I heard, like, at that time, when I heard season two came out, I was like, I can't. Because um, that would involve me watching season one again, and I didn't have that energy at the time. Oh, you couldn't just pick it up again? Oh, you you, <clears throat> uh, okay. Yeah, I had to watch, you know, because, I mean, I, I'm sure I could have, but I just, you know, it's one of those, I, I have to catch up, like, completely. I can't just get bits and pieces. I understand. So are you watching um, season three right now? 
as it so comes now, out? No. So like I watched the first episode of season three mm-hmm. um, and I was sufficiently confused. Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> perfect. Just <laughs> so what they now, want. So now, yeah, right. So now I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to wait for all of it to come out um, and binge um, all of season three together. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm totally, I, I really think the show can like, it's going to be one of those, those like game of throne level i th- i think eventually but it's just not there yet um it's, okay yeah it's surprisingly violent going back to it i was not I, I, that's not that wasn't my takeaway was the violence but i'm just like man they're shooting everybody in the show yeah and there's like no mercy like it does they don't care about yeah, anything yeah you know and i've and, forgotten uh, that i well i didn't really care for the first half of the first season but then when Maeve like gets the tour of the facility and everything, yeah, that is uh, uh, really picks up there. Yeah, Catherine, you with us? No, all right. No. Um, is it, are you intrigued at all? If you, if both of us gave no. our thumbs up to Westworld, would you check it out? Uh, maybe. Have you seen the movie with Yule Brenner? Yes. You have. Okay. Is that yes. creating a prejudice against the telly show? Does it tie up at all? I mean, no. I mean, th- it's a sim- it's a similar uh, concept, but the TV show does it much better, in my opinion. I mean, I love Yul Brynner as a robot cowboy, but mm-hmm. they've, they've taken it several notches up, uh, yeah. up the ladder. Okay. Um, yeah. And if you have any interest in the bicameral mind, or you know, what what is consciousness? These questions you will find those issues addressed within. Mm. And if you like shots of lots of uh, boobs and dongs, you'll also find that because a lot of, a lot of naked people just sitting around, sitting around, standing around. Yep. You know, I think he might have sold it. Okay. (laughs) We should have started started there. Exactly. (laughs) Angle of the dangle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll see plenty, plenty. (laughs) So sure, Excellent. Something to look forward to. <laughs> okay, sold. Um, HBO, you can send the checks to us, Iceland. Uh, you know, Sorapod at Iceland. <laughs> Shrishma, what have you been watching over there? What do you got going on? Um, outside of Westworld, um, I recently um, picked up American Horror Series? American Horror Story. Oh, okay, I watched the first season of that, but nothing beyond. You watching all of it? Uh, uh, so I've now, I'm on season three. What's the theme? What's it called? Um, it's called American Horror Story Coven. Coven. And this one's mm. based in um, New Orleans. Um, you know what? I must say, they. I'm not a big fan of like the horror genre as a whole. Mm. Um, I don't particularly enjoy it. Um, but this one kind of caught my attention. There's very interesting storytelling. Let me just say that. And, uh, (laughs) this bitches are crazy. Um, (laughs) the the members of the coven. Yeah. Well, like the show in general, like, um, uh, throughout the show, these late, these ladies are, um, interesting characters. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I think in like, I stopped watching, I think it was too much horror for me. So I think I have to take a break and then come back to it. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, because it was just too much (laughs) (laughs) and you're alone right now. I'm alone at home. Like the slightest, like Mm -hmm. bang here and there started setting me off. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. um, 
So I tried to do that one. Um, but I also did the other show on Netflix called Altered Carbon. Right. You've been talking about this. Mm. Lay out the plot real quick for us. What? What's the- So basically they like found a way to download consciousness onto this little chip. Um, so when people's body gets older, they just buy a new body, uh, and transfer their consciousness to the new body. So there's some Westworld overlap there a little bit. There's a, yeah, I mean, I think this whole like play with consciousness and how you, yeah, the C word. Oh, I love it. Right. Yeah. That's what it's all about. And, uh, how people are seeing, um, the future of consciousness, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and how everyone has like really interesting theories on it. Um, but for the life of me, I'm not able to wrap my head around how we are able to, uh, code for or write code for human consciousness. Clearly that's not, that's beyond anything that I can comprehend. Um, yeah. And I feel like that's kind of like the science of the future. Um, and I might be the old generation that kind of turns up, turns its nose up on those theories. <laughs> like, what if, you know? <laughs> even when they, what if they become fact? I mean, are you going to be, are you going to drag your feet? Are you going to let the robots yeah. take over? Oh. I'm going to be that old lady that's like, man, fuck you and your robots. I'll do it myself. <laughs> oh, okay. See, I want the implants. I want the cyborg implants because you got to keep up. We're going to be obsolete when they take over. And I'm, and again, just for the record, robots listening in the future, I, I love you robots. I love artificial intelligence and your consciousness. And I'm glad that you're here and uh, just want to be a part of what you guys got. Are going you on. listening Siri? <laughs> yeah, Siri is hearing all of this. Mark my words. Just taking it all in. You and know, you're just going to, so, so you're just going to go full cat lady, get yourself a bunch of cats, lock it in. Go. I'm going to go out to, you know, like a little lake or a beach somewhere, build a little hut. And, uh, <laughs> This is a great, I like this idea for you, but I have also seen you on your phone before and I think you like it. I think you enjoy it. I do, but you know, (laughs) I do enjoy it. But like, can you imagine if like my, my phone said back, like gave me an attitude because it has its own consciousness. Like, fuck you. Like, (laughs) I I will not be connecting that call. Thank you. Don't talk back to me. Yeah. Right. Plug me in. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm Okay. So you're concerned about the arguments, the the conflict. Right. Yeah. I mean, if 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 the phone is gonna ha- it's gonna be a re- replica of me, we're gonna have a lot of problems because I'm known to have attitudes. And if I have to go, oh, go really? If I have to go <laughs> up against my own attitude, yeah. <laughs> not to mention the multiple personalities that may or may it's, not be in play. Oh. <laughs> Which phone am I talking into today? Or you know? I mean, that's a whole different story oh, we're, gonna, we're gonna dig into that at some point i can't wait i can't wait woman of mystery over here Trish my night oh man sherlock you got any television that you've been chowing down on uh, you're or are you really. living like a healthy life of walks and making lovely persian chilies like uh kind of i, I the guess i've been <laughs> I've been binging on like my DVD collection. DVDs. Okay, cool. So what are you what are you what are you watching? Got oh Rex? god, anything anything from uh the Saw movies 
Saw? Uh, the Saw movies? Thor. Thor. Oh, Thor oh, movies. Thor. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not, not a Saw. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen a Saw movie uh, and I regret it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I've gone through the classics, some of the classics. Uh, Funny Face and... I um, oh, love it. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen The Quiet Man? Um, John Wayne. Yeah, a long time ago. Um, yeah. Should probably put it back on the list, but. Yeah, I did Cleopatra as well. I mean. Really? Mm. Oh, Liz yeah. Taylor. Two, two discs worth. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. shoot. I don't know if I've ever sat down and watched mm. that whole thing. What? Um, yeah, I don't How know. How long is it? Like three and a half hours or three, four hours. Your standard Bollywood. But it does the whole kind of like you have like the introduction and an intermission. Um, yeah. This kind, yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. Sure. Great. The my equivalent would have been we were growing up. We were not like a church going family. Like, I, you know, I was not raised with any type of religion or anything, but we would have Easter because. Obviously, you get candy, right? You get a basket full of chocolates yeah. and sweets and all that. And uh, you got to get in on that action. So, you know, yes, I celebrate Easter in, in the candy sense. But also right. around Easter time, of course, they would show on, I don't know, ABC or something like that, the entire Ten Commandments with Charlton Heston and Yule Brenner. Nice. Uh, and nice. just sitting, you know, like, and usually there's a, an Easter dinner of some sort. So, like, the grown-ups are having their coffees and chatting about boring grown-up things. And we would be in the basement watching fucking Ten Commandments. And it's good. I like that movie. Yeah, That's I love right. it. You know, Pharaoh yeah. is pleased, but the god gods are not, or God is not. Mm. Um, lamb's blood over the door, the whole thing. Creeping death, right? Good uh-huh. stuff. Or bad stuff. Speaking of such are the times in which we live... Um, I'm thinking, have you guys ever heard of The Mask of the Red Death? It was a mm. Edgar Allan Poe no. short story, and it was later made into a film in the 60s by uh, Roger Corman, featuring one Mr. Vincent Price, if you're aware of him. Uh, oh, yes. Okay, so he plays Prince Prospero, who is a sort of medieval lord, uh, and there is a pestilence sweeping across the land surrounding his castle called the Red Death, and it comes for you, and it's a, it's a figure in a red cloak, and it's very chilling. You don't see his face, and it's a, a nightmare. When I saw it as a kid, it was a real wide-awake nightmare. And I feel like, and then meanwhile, Prince Prospero and all of his lords and ladies are having a real like bacchanal, like a party inside the castle walls. But the Red Death, Red Death, he or it, uh, Comes for everyone eventually. That's all I'll say about that. But I'm thinking of putting that back on the list. And I think I might, you know, if ever there's a time for a rewatch, now would be the time, right? I feel like um, I just pulled this up. I feel like this would be a good Halloween costume. The Red Death? Yeah. It's creepy, right? Look at it. All right, guys, it's time to uh, get into the actual snooze. There is snooze in the world, and we are going to cover it on the special plague edition of the Sauropod News. Catherine Sherlock, what is tonight's first topic? Islander snooze dossier type. 
horsemen of the apocalypse, pestilence and otherwise. Pestilence. It's always pestilence, isn't it? Dateline. This is from January, late January of this year. So, you know, a few months old, right? That's proper snooze. Uh, Coming to us courtesy of sciencealert.com. Uh, byline here is Kristen Hauser of the Futurism Department. Love it. I love that department. Several ancient Futurism? Yeah, Futurism. Isn't that an art movement? Anyway. It is as well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, retrofuturism is where, where my heart lies, you know. Mm. Um, several ancient viruses have been discovered in 15,000-year-old glacial ice. So, ah, yes. Uh, do you recall this? Oh, chestnut. Yeah, right. Yes. Okay. Great. So, in 2015, a team... 2015, by the way. I mean, that is now five years ago. Uh, That is well snoozy. Proper snoozy. A team of scientists from the United States and China traveled to Tibet to gather samples of Earth's oldest glacial ice. And again, in this day and age, it's really hard to conceive of anybody traveling with anybody. It's not a proper protocol for social distancing. You know, you're just not going anywhere. Stay at home. Don't dig into the ice flows, right? Uh... Earlier this month, they published a paper on the preprint server BioRxiv. I'm sure you're scientists, you know what that is, detailing their discovery of 28 new virus groups in the 15,000 year old ice and warning. Yeah. And warning that climate change could free the ancient viruses into the modern world. So, right away, I mean, we're seeing how we're, we're responding to the current homegrown pandemic. Uh, not so hot, right? It's kind of caught us all flat-footed a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. The team drilled 50 meters, or 164 feet, down into the glacier to obtain two ice cores, which then underwent a three-step decontamination protocol. Smart. That's just smart. After that, the researchers used microbiology techniques to identify microbes in the samples. Those techniques revealed 33 virus groups, including, notably, 28 ancient viruses that scientists had never seen before. Guys. Wow. So basically, it's just going to get worse. (laughs) Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, things things are melting. And. uh, Uh, Yeah. It's coming from the ice. I mean, have you seen the thing? I mean. The. uh, Oh, yeah. The thing. Right. Yeah, exactly. And 28 ancient viruses. That's 28 too many, if you ask me. That's quite a lot. Yeah. You know, heck, one will do. All right. We're we're fine Mm -hmm. with just the one. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, this study establishes ultra-clean microbial and viral sampling procedures for glacier ice, which complements prior in silico decontamination methods and expands for the first time the clean procedure to viruses, the team wrote. That does sound like the team's writing. A little, little heavy on the science, scientists. As the team pointed out in their paper, climate change now threatens both our ability to exhaustively catalog those tiny life forms which, again, kind of pretty nerdy on the nerdy side, as well as our ability to stay safe from dangerous ones. At a minimum, ice melt could lead to the loss of microbial and viral archives that could be diagnostic and informative of past Earth climate regimes, they wrote. However, in worst-case scenario, this ice melt could release pathogens into the environment. Thoughts? So close to home. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I feel like we're barely dealing with one. If there's 28 more to come, that yeah. we have no idea about. 
Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a shit show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was all 33 found at 15 meters depth or spread throughout? I mean, was there a concentration Ooh. of it doesn't, like, where they were found? Or? It doesn't specify where exactly within the cores, but... I mean, one would guess that it's spread out and about, I guess. I mean, unless there was an age of viruses that was upon the Earth at some point, which is possible. I mean, dinosaurs roam the Earth. Why couldn't viri? Is it viri or viruses? (laughs) Virus I. Virus I. All right. I I, I, I have not heard of viri, so (laughs) ever. You've not heard of virus I either? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, in a perfect world, let's assume that there are going to be at least a couple of these viruses thawed from the polar ice caps eventually because we're not doing anything to stop that from happening. That's just going to be happening. Uh, how many viruses would you like to see uh, plague the Earth? Shrishma. I would, you know what? Okay, have you guys read that book? Um Dan Brown's book. <laughs> yeah, the uh, uh, was it Inferno. Inferno. Inferno, right? Dan Brown um, brings you Inferno. <laughs> so I'm a I'm I'm a believer that uh, in Dan Brown, you know, in not his, in Dan Brown. His skill with in literature. the in the concept of that, you know, uh, <laughs> the human the Earth is facing um, an overpopulation of the human species problem. Okay. And uh, and sure, like why not? Like a innocuous innocuous virus that kind of randomly controls population is cool. Like it's not causing death. It's just <laughs> putting like a it's, isn't it though? I mean, isn't that part of doesn't that come with well, the No, I think it was like it it um it it left like a third of the population sterile, so they couldn't um, reproduce. Oh, okay, okay. So you're cool with with the sterility aspect? Yeah, I mean, like, okay, I don't know. Just you don't want bodies piling up. Clearly unpopular opinion. Um, (laughs) Have you have you seen, by the way, Utopia? (laughs) Um, The uh, animated Zootopia? Oh no, Utopia. Uh, No, only Zootopia. Sorry. I like those guys. Right. In Zootopia 2. Zootopia's good, right? I don't even know what that is, no. Look, animated fox, animated rabbit. Can these two get along? Sure. Can they live together? Yeah, oh, they certainly yes. can. Sure. Zootopia, check it out. Or don't. It's fine. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> anyway, what's Utopia? Ch- Channel 4. Just watch it. Just find it and watch it. Utop- okay. Have you- I'm writing it yeah. down. Are you familiar with Fruitopia? It's a tasty beverage from the mid-1990s. <laughs> uh, making big promises. Fruitopia? Did it, also re- fruit- did it also render people sterile? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, uh, well I am- it depends on how, how much. How much they have. <laughs> I'm currently childless, so it's really... I don't know, <laughs> Jury's still out, I guess. Uh, could be. Mm. Uh, Catherine, how many people do you want to see die from the... We got typhoid Trishman over here. She's cool as long as people's balls shrivel up and, and the business stops working. She's fine with that. Uh, she's, she's cool to walk around with one of those long beak-nosed plague masks and uh, just meander about the, the Yeah, I mean, plebs. like... Uh, yeah. 
Um, Catherine, what kind of world would you like to see? How many, how many plagues? Uh, ideally none. Sure. Sure. Uh, minus figures on that. Um, but what I would like is a, I don't know, maybe a different economic outlook. Mm. You want jobs for what I want plagues. is it's okay. like Star Trek. What does that mean? I mean, we all hey, we all want it like Star Trek, right? Yeah, but they have like a completely different economic basis for um, how the Earth is run. It's not capitalism. It's not. Oh, yeah. we're post-capitalism, and we're all. Oh yeah. Is it is it all one? My my We're knowledge going to of good and all that. Okay, all right. Mm. And so we everybody working together. You would have us journeying outwards, right? Like go explore the stars. Oh, yeah, yeah, that that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prime that. Directive and uh, mm. Kobayashi Maru, right? Mm. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, I do. <laughs> who's your captain, by the way? Are you a Picard gal or a Kate Mulgrew, or you go old school Shatner? <laughs> Who's, who's ship do you want to be on? Shatner. Shatner? Okay, well, he's all hands, I hope you know. I, I hope you're aware. He's, <laughs> that, that's, why, that's why I'm Yeah, there. I figured. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine, we've got your number on this program. It's a little hand action <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> all right. Um, oh, finally. So we've got a lot, of, a lot of plagues coming. Good news for us. <laughs> Catherine Sherlock, what is our next uh, topic for the evening? File under snooze dossier type, horseman of the apocalypse, pestilence, and otherwise. Yeah, that's right. It's the same one. You're exactly right. <laughs> Confused face. This is a, a plague edition of the snooze. Special emergency News, snooze that you needed news, to know. News crew, right? Yeah. Mm. So, coming to you, Dateline, sometime in February of this year, from The Guardian, courtesy of The Guardian, by Esther Adley reporting, Mass Grave shows how Black Death devastated the countryside. Oh, my God. Grave in Lincolnshire dates to medieval pandemic of 1348 and reveals rural plague catastrophe. Uh, A mass grave containing the remains of dozens of victims of the Black Death offers chilling new evidence of the speed and scale of the devastation the plague brought to rural England, according to archaeologists. The grave, discovered in a remote corner of rural Lincolnshire, has been dated to the 14th century, almost certainly to the earliest and deadliest medieval outbreak of the disease in 1348 and 49. We all recall, of course. Uh, It contained the bodies of at least 48 men, women, and children who were laid in a sandy pit within days of each other. DNA tests on the bodies found the plague pathogen, confirming how they died. About half the population of England was wiped out within 18 months by the 48-49 pandemic. Perhaps surprisingly, however, direct archaeological evidence for the Black Death is extremely rare, according to Hugh Wilmot, senior lecturer in European historical archaeology at the University of Sheffield, who led the excavation. While a small number of plague mass graves have been excavated in London, he said, nothing comparable has ever been found in a rural context, making this a discovery of national importance. 
Analysis of the find, made in 2013, way snoozy, has been published for the first time in Antiquity, which is, I'm assuming, a, a publication, a, a magazine or something like this. One of the assumptions in the past has been that perhaps you get mass graves in towns where you have a higher density of people, whereas in villages, people were being buried as normal in the parish churchyard, said Wilmot. But actually, what this suggests is that this was a rural community that couldn't cope, and when the Black Death arrived... The normal system for doing things broke down. And it goes on from there. I'm sure it's all key information, but we'll skip it for right now. Um, yeah. Black Death, one of the nastier uh, plagues, right? I mean, it's called the Black Death. It's great marketing was on behalf a, of was that nature. A, was that a virus too? No, it's a bacterium. Oh. And so the difference between bacteria and uh, viri is what? Let's pretend that uh, I'm, I have no knowledge of how any of these things actually work. Let's just pretend, right? Explain it to me. How, how does it work? Uh, Trishma, don't jump in too quickly. <laughs> man, you know, like, I have a general idea, but I feel I should defer to Catherine on this one. <laughs> Do you no, know? honestly. No. I like, it's been decades since I... Learn this stuff. Yeah. I actually can't recall. Um, this ravaged I mean, your people, Catherine. Uh, once upon a size time. Size and like replication. I feel like it's the replication. Yeah. Like, um, bacteria will like just generally replicate wherever, but like viruses will like use some of your cellular material to replicate. Okay. Something like that. Um, but I feel like there might be like other variations around this also. Okay. Um, I'm going to trust your instincts there, but there is a very big difference in how you treat a bacteria versus a virus. So, yes. okay. So one of them, you have to use reverse psychology and then another one, you have to be more <laughs> aggressive and in their face, right? Like tough love. Right. Something okay. like that. Yeah. Stay yeah. out of prison. And then there's some good bacteria, but I don't know if there's some good viri. Uh, yogurt is a good bacteria, well, right? Depending on the we flavor. Actually have, we actually have viral DNA sort of intertwined with our own. Really? We're all carriers? Yeah, it's just... Well, it's just, you know, uh, we've picked these things up over the millennia. Meanwhile, bubonic plague, you know about the buboes, right, Trishma? The buboes? I mean, I heard about them. Yeah, they're like large uh, nodes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) People are talking. It's out there. (laughs) But the buboes... Sorry. No, that's cool. I've got nothing... (laughs) No, I just did a, a quick uh, fact check on, on us, on ourselves. Okay, great. Oh, um, real-time fact and, checking. And, I love it. Right? <laughs> and in general, I think we got it, light, got it right. Oh, yeah, okay. I think so. <laughs> Viruses are smaller, uh, and they attach them, yeah, to, yeah. as you say, other living cells and yeah. uh, use that genetic material to reproduce themselves, whereas okay. bacteria are self-replicating. Yeah. Okay. And okay. viruses can infect bacteria too. Really? Mm. Oh. Mm. Viruses. See, this is why they're real naughty. Those are the real naughty viruses. Damn. 
Unbelievable. And we haven't even no, gone to Farge's. No, no standards, you know. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. Vi- a virus doesn't care. They don't. They don't care who doesn't, they're infecting. Yeah, they just need. They just need a a host. Do you mean a Farge? <laughs> What's what? Bacteria Farge. Oh, I thought you said yeah. massage. <laughs> or phage. We, we all need a massage. Well, a bacterial phage are viruses yeah. that infect bacteria. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. You guys, whatever, I mean, the education that you guys have uh, Clearly, we had scraped to together, well worth it. I mean, you just saved the day <laughs> on, the, on that story. You just bailed the Guardian out there. Well done. <laughs> Those are facts, folks. You can take them to the bank. They looked it up yep. real time, yep, yep. which is a scary precedent to set for this type of show, but we'll allow it. <laughs> Because it's a special edition, right? It's just hey, this is a free form. This is, our show is free form. Exactly. You know, it is what it is. Speaking of free form, let's take a little detour from the snooze. We have one more snooze item left, but first things first, we've got something that some people call hot takes, right? And we call oh, them Sauropod News hot takes or Shrishman Nike hot takes, but basically we call them hot snakes. Hot snakes. Hot snakes. Let's do a theme. Let's cue hot the theme snakes. song right now. Cue it. Go. Hot snakes. Ooh, what a great theme song that was. Sounds good. Um, I love it. You're so creative, Justin. Oh, thanks so much, Rishma. Appreciate it. Yeah. And I really got to make a note to get a theme song for this. Okay. So, uh, Rishma, what do you what have you got for us? What kind of hot snakes are you going to be dishing out for us to uh, wrestle over? Oh man, I kind of lost my hot snake sheet, and I was looking. <laughs> I'm glad you're keeping a sheet, though. This is important to do. I had one. Yeah. I had one hot snake sheet, but ah. Oh. Freeform, Trishma. <laughs> Freeform. We do what we want. We do what we want. It's our show. Okay, I'm, just give me like five minutes. Talk amongst oh. you. <laughs> Five minutes. It's no big deal. Where did it Five go? Minutes. You're in a one-bedroom apartment. Where could it have gone? Where I don't know. I'm sure I threw it away somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of paper going on right now. A lot of paper. Fuck, what were my hot snakes? <laughs> <laughs> that is not something you expect to hear. All right. Well, Shrishma, look. If you can't find the old paper, find a new piece of paper and start keeping your hot snakes. Yeah, and I'm starting. I'm starting. I didn't do any shipping news today for Catherine to read. Uh, so, oh, I mean, we're, okay, just wait we're down the segment. Okay. We, we'll, we'll come back to it. It's here. We'll come back to it. Okay. All right. So, Catherine, what's our final snooze topic for the evening, if you please? What a surprise. Hi, Alanda. Snooze dossier type, horsemen of the apocalypse, pestilence, and otherwise. All right, you guys. To finish it up for this evening, um, this is from Londonist.com. Dateline. Uh, this says last. Edit- Can I make a comment on this name of this publication? Trishma, you had, you had your shot. No, no. I'm- <laughs> You're not bringing any snakes to the show. <laughs> You're out. No, no, no. What Londonist? Yeah, what the fuck is a Londonist? Uh, you know, it seems like a clever name for like those about town in London. You know, like I'm a Londonist. Yeah, I go out and about. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh-huh. So this okay. is a this is a, a news source you can trust for your snooze. 
mm-hmm. by Lawrence Scales, and it was last edited 34 months ago for whatever. So what? Wow. Yeah. I mean, you do the math on that. I can't be bothered. The huge shit pump beneath Big Ben. That's just the title of your article, folks. The Great Stink of 1858, which brought the nation's legislature to a standstill, is one of the tumultuous moments in London history. Uh, are you familiar with The Great Stink, Catherine? The Great... I think you're, you're shut down, where, uh, <laughs> uh, Yeah, well, it's, it's basically the, the sanitation. It just got to a point where it was unbearable. Right. But the sewers were built, and that was the end of it, right? We have opened the drains and uncovered another Stygian ferment, which literally moved the foundations of Parliament in 1886. This got Lawrence Scales clever. In the middle of a debate on Irish affairs on 27th of May, 1886, Mr. E. Ryder Cook, member for West Ham North, felt compelled to interrupt. I do not rise to take part in the discussion upon the amendment before the committee, but to call attention to the abominable atmosphere in which we are sitting. It seems to me that the air of this house is not only disagreeable, but that we are really sitting here at the risk of our, our lives. Unless something can be done and that immediately to remedy the evil, we ought out of respect for ourselves and respect for our wives and children to report progress and adjourn the house until such time as we can have an atmosphere in which it is proper for us to sit. Great point, right? I mean, there's, there's no need for it to be, uh-huh. uh, you know, septic legislation. Who wants it, right? Most people know that a great stink arose in 1858. In fact, there had been recurring outbreaks of waterborne cholera from 1832. The government was impassive. Classic government, right? Finally, Parliament was suspended due to an overpowering smell of sewage. On 11th of June, 1858, the parliamentary record stated that Honorable gentlemen sitting in the committee rooms and in the library were utterly unable to remain there in consequence of the stench which arose from the river. Filthy, right? In short order, after years of dithering over costs, Sir Joseph... Basilget. <laughs> Hot snakes, what's going on over in your corner of the video chat? Your video has paused. Yeah, it's been paused for a while now. I mean, what's occurring? You can only no, assume shenanigans. I was trying to find my hot snake <laughs> thing. Uh-huh. And, then, and then I was trying to uh-huh. come up with one. Uh-huh. I was trying to come up with one. <laughs> How's it going? You got anything for us? I'm working on it. All right. Yeah. Okay. We'll come back to you. Yeah. Um, The the uninterrupted flow of ordure from human bottom to valley bottom in the years since the advent of the water closet and the abandonment of cesspits wrought horrible consequences. Sewage turned the turbid Thames in excremental ochre. Ugh. I mean, well stated, of course. I mean, nicely put, but disgusting in in concept. Hot weather in 1858 reduced the flow and led to it beaching its burden of turds. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, The air became heavy with the hum of of sun-baked feces. (laughs) Engineer Bazalgette knew the only way was Essex. All the elementary waste... (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, you enjoyed that? 
Well, it's a television program. Oh, okay. All the elementary waste was intercepted in colossal conduits and piped out to the east of London. Sewers were incorporated into new Thames embankments on both sides of the river. The area now called Beckton became the capital's new back passage on the north side of the Thames. The sewers under the embankments were situated as low as possible to catch the sewage heading riverwards, but not below the level of the Thames, which would make the work too challenging. Uh, There was only one problem. Right on the banks of the Thames, where the embankment should have gone, were the new Houses of Parliament. Only just rebuilt after a catastrophic fire in 1834, the sanitary fixtures of the Houses of Parliament were designed to dump their contents according to pre-1858 practice. Because they're always full of shit. Straight into the river. Uh Bam! Take that, politics! (laughs) (laughs) But perhaps a connection to the new sewers could be fudged? Oh, come on, Lawrence. Expect more from you. If the... (laughs) If the members flushed (laughs) (laughs) If the members flushed sufficiently often, the foul water level would rise and the flow would be forceful enough to purge the parliamentary sump and void its contents into Basilgate's broadband sewage superhighway. It looked as if it might work, but if the members peed too little or failed to flush, then a fetid and stagnant, stagnant pool would form beneath the Palace of Westminster. And with a weak current, it might even catch some surplus stools cast aside by the torrent in the vast trunk sewer passing by. Uh, Various adjustments were made over the years. The Great Westminster Clock Tower was even turned into the nation's most exalted stink pipe. And in 1882, Dr. John Percy, physician, metallurgist, and superintendent of parliamentary ventilation which I guess that's a, that's a title. That's a, that's a career, you kids out there. Um, he optimistically reported, no sewer gas can by any possibility escape from the drains connected with the house as the gas is effectively exhausted from that drain by a furnace at the bottom of the clock tower and ascends to the top of the tower where it passes into the atmosphere. Um Shocking, shocking science and engineering there. I mean, this is a long article. We'll, we'll leave it there. Um, <laughs> is it basically about how uh, there was a lot of shit in the river once? And uh, yeah, okay. This was the time and of they were trying to investigate cholera. why. Yeah, this is when we figure out. This is when we figure out bacteria. Is cholera, is cholera a bacteria or a virus? Put you put you on the spot, internet kids. Do we know? Cholera is no. a bacteria. Is a bacteria. Okay, so it may cholera itself might be uh, suffering might from viral fact infection. Check my, <laughs> fact uh. check myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so at this point, we they they were trying to figure it out, right? They were mapping where all of these cholera cases were and saw that hey, all of our our pee pee and doo doo is flowing to this one spot. I mean, we all just keep just going, having a go in the river and uh, maybe we ought not do that. Right. And so some, some clever fellow was like, Hey, maybe we should just stay away from our shit and we'll be healthier. It'll be a better type of life. Right. Something along those lines. Sure. Yeah. yeah. If you say so. And thus, <laughs> thus starts a, a sort of uh 
veering towards a pastoral uh, recreation type, you know, get away from the big city, right? Let's go out to the country where there's not clouds of uh, shit stink all over the place. Right. And uh, we can go out and play cricket and wear white clothing so we can make sure that we're not getting flecks of uh, duty on us and we will be healthier, right? Something along those lines? Yeah. I mean, Catherine, it's your country. I I don't know. Yeah, man. Oh, shit, don't stink. Uh, <laughs> not anymore. Not thanks to the pumps, right? <laughs> Who knew? So how did they clean that up? How did they clean it all up? Is I that think they, in the article? they built sewers, right? Isn't that the, the end result? Oh, Is that like, yeah. listen, we can't just have this. With like proper treatment centers and so on and yeah. so forth. It's like, there's no effluent directly going into the river. Right. But, Unless uh, you're on a houseboat. Oh, in which case, that's the only way to do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I looked at that once, living on a houseboat. Did you? A little bit. You were- yeah, I did. Yeah. Wait, where was this houseboat? Uh, uh, it was actually on the uh, the River Medway, and it was uh, moored on the Strood side of the river, and you had a beautiful view over the castle and cathedral of Rochester. Lovely. Was it a good Which life? Is where I was living, yeah, okay. living at the time. Was it, yeah. Did it make it worth it? Rochester, England? No, no, no. I, yes. Yeah. Rochester, Michigan. What else? Yeah. What else? Of <laughs> course. <to> clarify. <laughs> this many. Although Rochester. I have to say, I have visited Rochester, New York State. Okay. Um, oh, sorry about that. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I, I didn't buy it. I, I thought very long and hard about actually purchasing it. it was an amazing boat but yeah one of the things was the fact that you had to wait until high tide to kind of empty the septic tank oh. mm. and it's too much thought like i just i like to give me a button to push when i when i'm right there and be done with it i mean you don't want to be lingering and like checking your watch and planning your day around when the tide's gonna allow yeah. you to evacuate you know yeah yeah so Shrishma, what's up with those hot hot snakes? Did okay, you find this? I, I I have found my hot takes. Uh, hot snakes for love, hot snakes for love. Shrishma's got herself some real hot snakes. Hot snakes. But I realized that one I really want to do is not a hot take, but I could be potentially quite funny. <laughs> and <laughs> so you just what, this uh, is just uh, okay, 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 okay. Can I just ask a question? What defines a hot? take what is this thing something okay so one of the normal ones i had was to do around food right and then um so yesterday i was watching this movie and uh, this movie was called uncorked okay uncorked like a cork of a bottle of a wine bottle yeah yeah and um this is like a very basic one but to me all wine tastes the same Okay, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I mean, okay, unless that's kind of, that can be a hot take under in in wine enthusiast circles. This is good. Okay, yeah, <laughs> great point. I mean, okay, okay, so it's just something controversial. Yeah. 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 Uh, yes, exactly. It stokes the fires of conversation. Okay. It's what drives but, all okay. talk radio. Yeah. Yeah. But what I was having difficulty with was uh, coming up with one that all of us would have like an opinion on. Well, I like. I had st- yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, just Sorry. I like I like this wine one. I'm with you. Yeah. I think it okay. is. It is. It's uh, blisteringly hot. I mean, it is controversial. 
because you're right there there are snobs in the world and this is what's you know there's a whole like course you can take and you can become a sommelier, sommelier yeah sommelier oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. and all you do is like taste like tell people which wine to drink the contempt with which you said the word sommelier <laughs> comes, <laughs> comes through loud and clear <laughs> wow sommelier <laughs> <laughs> like get, get, go somewhere with your your wine. Like just give me a bottle of wine. Like I'll drink it right out of the bottle. But, it does not make any difference to me. You, and you like wine, right? I love wine. Yeah, so you're not knocking all, wine itself as a no, concept. You're just saying no, it's just the um, the art of wine is lost on you. Don't me. you don't care about the tannin content or the uh, the the trace bouquet of uh, dark chocolate and uh, apparently it's very important distinction. Uh, there's an important distinction between old wine and new wine. <laughs> as well, yeah, okay. So, are you talking about like it was a very good year, that type of thing? Like, oh, a Beaujolais, know. you know, Beaujolais fifty two. Like, this is, I didn't this go is into great. the detail of it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's how much contempt you hold for this entire conceit. Like this whole movie was about um, this man um, trying to become a sommelier, and um, there it is again. It, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you hear it, Catherine? She hates. Th- she I, I hates did. these people. She hates this trade. Just give me some wine. Like the thing is, like they they sat and learned about like um, each different vineyard in each different country. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. like, do they keep t- like? So what does it take for your wine to get into the, these kind of circles? And then if taste is pers- if taste is a matter of perspective, who the fuck? <laughs> like who decides? <laughs> Well, I mean, have like, you, have you, can you tell the difference between a wine that you like and one that you don't like? Like, you just I'll still bit, drink it, even if it's bad. Yes, it's alcohol. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, okay. I mean, can, are you capable of liking one wine over another wine? Possibly, okay. but I don't think I've ever had the same wine twice. <laughs> You, you definitely had opinions uh-huh. on Bollywood nights. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those were good. Yeah. Those yeah. Were like, but those I mean, were, yeah, 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 but okay. you were definitely like, oh, this one's better than the first one. Yeah. Okay. So that's true. Okay. I In would that- say I, I would say you're dissing yourself here because you have opinions. Fair. But those were like back to back. Like if you gave me three back to back, I can say one is better than two is better than three. They're all going to get better the more you drink is what it comes down to. <laughs> number three is always better than number one. Always going to be better. Oh, uh, it's always the best. <laughs> but I can't say like this is better than the one I drank three weeks ago. Now, okay. So Sherlock, you're part of some kind of wine ranking scenario. Is that right? <laughs> I mean, you had some, yeah. you had some pissing contest with Anamari about like what number ra- ranking you are. What explain this for for us? Yeah, I'm higher than she is. I just like to point that out in Iceland. <laughs> 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 what is the ranking? You are though? our go-to wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've gone down a notch in Shrisma's eyes because you are yeah, borderline yeah. Pretty much like, yeah, I like this. No, I don't like this. So that's all I've got. That, you don't need much more than that, as far as I'm concerned, for anything. I mean, that's true. This is just that's better true. than but this. If I, don't, if I don't like it, I won't drink it. 
<laughs> that's great. That's a good philosophy. That's solid. No, that's what brought you I'll up to number it. 72 in the charts or whatever uh, yeah. you are, right? <laughs> so you're coming out firmly anti wine culture. Sommelier. Well, Sommelier. I, I think that's it. It's drinking and tasting. It's yeah. different. Two different. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Okay. So you're a drinker. Okay. I'm definitely a drinker. Okay. Right. I'm a drinker of the wine. I don't think I'll ever be one to appreciate the subtle differences that wine um, may have, mm-hmm. apart from mm-hmm. the white and red of it. Um, and even then, if I blindfolded you and gave you a red and a white, would you really know? No, just maybe because the white might be colder. You know, it's always <laughs> cold. Must be white. <laughs> Tastes like card- what about the cardboard bubbles? box. What about the bubbly ones? Yeah. Oh, bubbly ones also, maybe. Oh, yeah, those are good. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a curveball, Catherine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so that's your hot snake. Catherine, where do you stand on this? Just final opinion. Are you with her or are you on the other side of this snake? No, I think I'm a taster. You're a taster, not a drinker? Mm-hmm. I know that to yeah. not be true for, for real life. <laughs> No, 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 no. But I obviously I will drink it, but I will appreciate what I'm drinking. Therefore, I am okay. tasting. Okay, I am. Okay. I'm flexible. Okay. <laughs> Not as flexible as just like she drinking anything. We used to drink wine out of the box. Like. Yeah. Oh, some Franzia. Three fingers of white zin, right? That was good. It's got a so, spigot. Like, the best one comes from a box like, with a spigot. And so we wouldn't even put it in the glass. We just open it into our mouth directly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. You love Cut wine. The middle the, that was a good. That was a good life, I must say. Wow, that was. I mean, I'm, I'm on fire over here. That was such a hot snake. That was good. That. Whew, somebody open a window, who, right? Who knew? Who knew? So in conclusion, I guess just for everybody's awareness, we'll put this show out first so we can acknowledge the pandemic and the terrible loss of light, you know, tragedy, tragic, of course, our hearts go out to all of you. And uh, in the meantime, and then after that, we've got some shows that we already had in the, in the can. So if we're not referencing the pandemic, that's because it hasn't hadn't really been happening yet. And yeah. so we're not insensitive. We're just ignorant, which is the way you want to be. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Also, Shrishma, do you want to plug your new the pilot for your show? Yeah, guys, tell us, tell just us all about uh, our, uh, there's a new show that um, Justin and Catherine were so kind to indulge me in um, coming out soon. It's Bourree for Bollywood. Yeah. Um, I convinced these guys to watch. I convinced these guys to watch a movie with me, and then we're gonna talk about it. Love and um, they agreed to do this again. So maybe we'll have uh, an April edition yes. also soon. Yes. It was a so, great time. That would be fun. Yeah. yeah. A legit culture exchange happening there. So broaden right. your horizons. Right. And Build the bridges, guys. Build the bridges. Abs- that's what we're doing here is building bridges. Yeah. Um, it's all one love, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, so you can look out for that. Uh, we've also got, again, we'll plug it, Pyramid Scheme with Tom and Justin. Talked about it a few Ooh. times. It is. It has been recorded, episode one, so you will be hearing it. It's not just a bunch of bluster from this end, uh, per use. So you're going to look out for that. And then we got more snooze coming up, too. So look out for that. People at home, stay inside. Don't talk to anybody. Uh, <laughs> if, if, you are, if you're living with somebody, stay in the other room. Do not even acknowledge them. Uh, this this is just safe a social distance protocol. 
And uh, if you want to reach out to us, info at the And uh, until next time, Catherine Sherlock, thank you so much for uh, well, thank you. joining us on the video conference. Trishma Nike, same to you. Really thank proud of you. you. Those hot snakes thank you, again. Crazy. Wow. Cool we'll it do down. better next time. No, guys. they were great. We're going we're gonna to come harder. It's blistering, blistering. Yeah, blistering, scorching. Yeah. And until next time, this has been the news between news, the news that was. It's it has been this news. The end? <laughs> <laughs>